You are now entering the world of blissful living, broadcasting around the globe and on the Blissful Living Network with Rochelle Marie Lawson. Are you lacking energy, clarity, and that sense of true well-being? Are you overworked, underpaid, and know that you deserve more in life? You are not alone. Improve your wellness, wisdom, and wealth so that you can step into living the life of your dreams. And now, here's your host of Blissful Living, the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Blissful Living Podcast. You are with the queen of feeling fabulous, and I have a phenomenal guest. I'm going to tell you more about her in a minute, but it's all about the aspects of our wealth, that pillar, you know, I focus on wellness, wisdom, and wealth. And my girl that is here with me today, I think I might coin her the queen of wealth. We're going to come up with something because I got to send her a crown because she's definitely the queen of wealth building, wealth protection, wealth generation, wealth. So, pique your curiosity. As you know, I like to say, if you like the show, please subscribe to the show so you get advanced notification. If you like the show, please share it with everyone you love and care about because the more we can get the information and the nuggets of gold that the guests share, the better we can make our planet, the better we can make the lives for those that we love and care about and people we know. So subscribe and share the show. And then while I'm getting taken care of business, I like to always say, find a place for you to sit, get something to write with. Get your favorite beverage, light a candle or two, light some incense, get in your groove, tell your family to give you a few moments so you can, you know, be in this perfect essence of receiving this information so that you can be better for them when you're done spending time for yourself. Um, so while you're doing that, let me take care of business. I want to thank Blissful Living for you, sponsor number one at Blissful Living, the number four, the letter U. Dot com. They have some amazing things, some amazing things happening to help you with this part of the year uh, with, with regards to your wellness, your wisdom, and wealth. In addition, there are events coming up that are called the Brave, Bold, and Unstoppable Women's Summits that you definitely want to be at. We're building and expanding our business empires as powerful women unite around the United States and hopefully some, one day soon around the globe at the Brave, Bold, and Unstoppable Women's Summits. So go to Blissful Living for you. Check out their goodies that they have for you for free. Check out all they're doing and check out the events. And then you'll see what I mean when it comes to owning and commanding and building and just killing it with your business empire and your life. The next sponsor I want to tell you about is All Day Cable Incorporated. All Day Cable Incorporated is the premier telecommunications installation company, woman-owned, minority-owned, first in the Western region of the United States to be that. They've been in business since 1989, and they do voice data, fiber optic cable installation, as well as wireless access points, routers, modems, your whole complete network distribution, whether you're small, mid, size are very large corporation. They got what you need so that you can make the right connection the first time. So if you're looking for a fabulous telecommunications installation company, then you want to check out alldaycableinc.com. And so since I think I've covered business, I've given you a few moments to get your stuff together so you can like capitalize on these nuggets of gold. Let me tell you about my guest because she is phenomenal, y'all. And you know, I bring some phenomenal guests. So my girl, Michelle Richburg is our guest today. And let me tell you a little bit about her. Financial management means more than statistics, projections, facts, figures. 
for President and CEO of Richburg Enterprises, Michelle Richburg provides an opportunity to positively impact the lives and legacies of her clients and those that she is meant to serve, whether it be short time or long term. This personal approach has her as one of the nation's most sought after sought after business managers cited among billboards. Uh, I'm going to tell her, tell, let her tell you about the billboard accolade that she got in 2021 and 22 top business managers on its cover. And, uh, you know, she does play in the world of uh, R&B, hip hop, you know, the power players in that arena, powerful, powerful, powerful lady with a wealth <laughs> pun on words, but a wealth of information to help you to command it with your financial empire. And um, I'm going to let her tell you a little bit more about her as I bring her up to the forefront of this beautiful essence. Here we have it, the beautiful, the phenomenal, the queen of commanding your wealth. Ooh, girl, I just gave you a title. Bam, Michelle Richburg. How you doing, girl? <laughs> Hi, babe. Hi, Rochelle. Oh, my God. You make me sound so fabulous as you are and amazing with that introduction. I am grateful. Oh, my God. It's like, who is she talking about? Girl, I'm talking about you, my <laughs> All about you. Okay, so I totally messed up because I want people to hear that you are not just like, oh, you were like, you worked in the bank and you decided to start a little side hustle and got this business. And, you know the story. You know, doing a little thing. You know, you commanding it with some power players and R&B, hip hop, all that. And, you know, I am a, I am a hip hop sister to, you know, going all the way back to 1980s, 79 with, you know, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious. Right, 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 right. Right. So tell me or share with share with our viewers and our listeners, um, what was it that Billboard named you? So my, it's so uh, God orchestrated and ordained, um, but I receipt and I'll back into this. I received my first billboard um honoree in 2020. Um two days, two days before my father passed away. Ooh. My father passed away in COVID in the beginning of COVID. And I literally got the phone call that I was named an honoree names one of Billboard's top 20, not top 20, top business managers of 2020, right? right. And I was like, so obviously it was my first one. So clearly I was like in disbelief and, and all of those feelings of accomplishment, so to speak, but literally devastated because I had just lost my dad. So I am of the belief that he went up there and was like, listen, <laughs> get yourself together with my baby girl with all this hard work she's been doing for all these years behind the scenes. I know something. So I, I believe in my heart that that he set it off, if you will. Yeah. Um, but yes, I was um hum I'm humbled and honored to say that I was named um, in 2020, 2021, and 2022. 
We haven't gotten to uh, 2023 yet. It's usually they change the timing every year. Um, it's usually towards the fall. But I'm grateful to say, for the last three years, I have been named on their list. Okay, so you guys, she keeping it real simplistic. She playing it down a little bit. Okay, so if you're familiar with the world of hip hop, rap, R and B, you know there's some powerhouses in there. And what she does with her company is she manages their lives for them, particularly help them with keeping their money sacred so that it doesn't get, you know, like I want to say uh, utilized by other folks that don't shouldn't be util utilizing it. That actually happens a lot in the industry of entertainment and sports. And so she's playing it down because that's that's how humble queens like me and her are. We 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 downplay our gifts. But see, I can I can talk about her. I can't talk about myself like that, but I could talk about her because um, she's amazing. So we're going to talk about money. And I want to just dump, jump right in because I think at this point in our society and what's going on with inflation and rates and all of that kind of stuff. We had it good for a long time with yeah. rates and stuff. Number one question is how do we recession proof our finances, particularly in the instability situation that we live in right now? So my first answer um, and usually always my, my first answer is because I just, convicted by it, is to pay off your debt. If you have high interest rate credit cards, um, you should definitely make a plan to pay those down and off. Um, and you will notice anybody that has credit cards or any type of um, uh, credit that is linked to the Fed interest rate, you will see or notice, even if you look at your statement from a year ago, the, the difference in your minimum payment uh, from last year to this year because of the spike in interest rates, right? And so it's always been advised, it even says they have a disclaimer on the credit card statements that if you only make the minimum payment, it's going to take you 30 years or whatever it is to pay off the actual principal. So it's always um, recommended, highly recommended that you pay um, more than what the minimum calculation is on your credit card. But to take it a step further to your point and your question is if you have a surmounting amount of credit card debt or even just, you know, a few, whatever that number is to recession proof your, your finance and prepare for the unexpected is you want to eliminate the debt in full. So you should come up with a plan, um, lay everything out, know exactly what you owe, which in turn correlates with you having a budget right? So you know what's coming in and what's going out and where it's going and make a, uh, a plan to, to pay that off and take care of it. And it's going to take, you know, uh, dedication and commitment and discipline because also you have to stop shopping or stop using the credit card while you're on the mission to pay off the credit card. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I, I totally agree with you with that. Um, 
one of the things that I, I've done in the past is I just actually taken those credit cards out of my wallet. Mm-hmm. You got to keep one because you never know. Right. right. But I've taken all the other ones that, you know, hey, I want those shoes. Bam. I want that purse. Bam. I'll, you know, I don't really need those three suits, but you know, I'm going to buy two more. So I'm going to have five, you know, that right. type of stuff. And so I've taken them out because it removes the temptation. The other thing I like what you said is having a budget. So many times people don't want to look at creating a budget because then they actually have to come to the reality to see of where they're spending their money and how much money they're spending that is just on bullshit, right? Just wasted money being spent on stuff that you really don't need. You know, you know, us girls, we like to get our hair done, whether it's a weave, a wig, or just your hair, you know, all of it's your hair. Um, you know, sometimes we don't need to buy that $700 or $800 unit, you know, uh, how about just do some braids? You can go to Sally's Beauty Supply and get you some braids, you get you some hair for some braids and, you know, get that. Yeah, I mean, just stuff like that. And so I know for me, taking a look at a budget back in the day was hard because I actually had to come to the reality that I was spending money on things that made me feel good but didn't do anything for fi- my financial stability. And it was funny that once I spent the money and bought it home, the feel good feeling, didn't, it was gone because then I had to face the reality when I opened up that credit card statement that I didn't charge all this money on stuff I really didn't need. So um, I love, love, love what you shared about that with regards to, so I want to just, I want to ask you this question as well. You know, there's two rates, there's the APR rate and then the other rate. Why should we, which one is the most important? Because, you know, they say, oh, you know, the rate is 3.6789%, but the APR is 825 or something like that. What's the difference between those two rates and which one should we be looking at when we're making um, our financial decisions about, you know, buying, purchasing things or, uh, you know, utilizing our credit card? The APY, because that's the rate that you're actually paying. Okay. Right, because it's annualized over the year. So um, if we stay in the vein of the credit card situation and say an American Express, you know, your American Express, you have to pay that in full every month. So it's so there is no interest rate attached to it unless, of course, you don't pay it and then you get a late fee and then they will they will apply that. Um, so with your visas and your MasterCards and the star cards and all of that, you want to pay attention to the APY because that's what you're actually paying. By If you have a $5,000 uh, credit card balance with Saks Fifth Avenue and your minimum payment, I don't know, is a hundred bucks, right? And then they the, the, the interest or APY is really like, you know, in this in this environment is probably upwards of 30 percent 27 whatever it is you're actually paying that that higher rate over because it's over the the 12 months right unless you are again um if the minimum payment is a hundred dollars but you're paying five hundred dollars right you will attack it faster and save yourself some money. So, so for instance, if I'm going to say, if I pay a thousand dollars on my credit card bill, 
I'm going to say most likely 28% of that, which would be $280, right, is going towards interest. Interest. It's not even touching the principal. Exactly. Okay. I think that's something that a lot of people need to understand um, because I think all these credit cards have those exuberant 28, 29. I've even seen, you know, some 30%. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's crazy. I remember buying my first house in the 80s when the interest rates for mortgages were 28%. It's crazy to think about that now, you know, 40 plus years later, but that's how it was. And so, um, so also how it was, if I could just add to that, yeah, a simplistic way to kind of think about it. So with the interest rates, right, there's always a scale and a plus and a minus. So you're absolutely correct. Cause I talk about in my bio, which you, which you read some of it and, and, and part of my story, which is really, I believe, again, ordained about how I got here was my upbringing from my grandmother, right? Mm-hmm. So she bought four homes for herself and her family um, in cash because she didn't, she never had a credit card and she never had a mortgage, right? So back in those days, you're right, the interest rate for mortgages for lending was extremely high like we we're freaking out now because mortgage rates are you know seven percent eight percent that like they're up there because the interest rates have been going up i think last month well they didn't raise it two weeks ago but when they raised it um the time before that was the 10th time that they have raised interest rate in the last 12 months right right so but on the flip side you have the ability if you have cash or have money to earn higher interest on the money in the bank right right? or on your investment so it's always a scam so you you pay more to borrow but you have the ability again if you have uh the liquidity or money on on you know your savings accounts or money markets or whatever have you and back to your point in those days when the interest rates were that high and they the 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 interest rates on because my grandmother was big on cds right so mm-hmm. yeah 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 the interest that she was getting on her cds were 15 percent, 16 percent. over that's unheard of yeah that it's in today's world right yeah. So yeah. that so there's that that's a you know it's always um, that scale if you will with in the, in the interest rate world. Wow, well that was enlightening just within itself. Now let's talk about how we increase our credit scores. I'm, I I know um, a lot of people are curious about that because a credit score is almost like your badge of courage, right? You your credit score ain't right. You can't get sometimes what you want or you may have to pay extra interest to get it. So how do we increase our credit scores? So again, it seems like we're like in this in this credit card kind of bubble here, but you're right. So the credits, your credit score ranges from 300 to 850, right? The higher right. your credit score, I like to say the more freedom you have, because as you just alluded to, the less interest that you're going to pay. Your my life is or my goal in my life has always been about options, 
right? So when you have a high credit score, you have more options and you're going to get the better deal because it's associated with what lenders call risk, right? Mm. So the lower your credit score is, the higher risk you are as a borrower, so the more or the higher interest rate that they're going to charge you, right? So just what we were talking about with the credit card, the interest rates are going up because that's the environment we're in. But if you have a credit score of, say, 800 and you go apply for um, a Discover card, you may get the opportunity to have 0% for the first 18 months. And then after that, it may only be 12% versus if your credit score is 300, A, you will probably be declined, right? B, um, if you're not declined, you because there are, you know, those kind of companies out there that offer those, those uh, crazy interest rates, but the interest rate will be uh, ridiculous. And also you will probably have to do a secured card where you put money in an account and they give you a card at a very high interest rate on that. So um, the way that you manage your credit is to keep all of your uh, debt 30% or less below the limit. So if you have a $10,000 limit with a visa, you shouldn't owe more than $3,000. That's that's one factor, right? It's also the length of credit that goes into um, the analysis of your score. It's also the type of credit, right? Because all credit isn't the same. So you have revolving credit, which is credit cards. You have fixed credit, which could be... Um, a auto loan or a personal loan or something like that. You have mortgage. Um, uh, what else? What other kind of credit is there? Um, so there's a, it's a mix, if you understand what I'm saying. So that mix um, plays into your credit score as well. So um, our belief and, and the way we manage the clients is that we always keep their credit card balances either at zero, pay them off in full every month, or certainly keep them uh, well below the thirty percent of the of the limit. I can't hear you. I like that. Thank you for sharing because I didn't know that that's what that you know that limit meant. Like that you know say you. You have a ten thousand dollar limit. Thirty percent of that is three thousand. As long as you stay at three thousand or under, it doesn't really it doesn't affect your credit score. Negative. Well, it affects it, but it's not a negative because you've heard of something called the debt to income ratio. Yes. So that is um, evaluated, right? So again, if you have five credit cards and they're all maxed out, or they're all fifty percent, you know, thirty percent or more, fifty percent. The, the the lenders look at that or the because your credit score is is uh, well now I think they've kind of changed it like you can get updates you know whenever you 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 inquire depending on if you subscribe to a service but typically it's updated monthly at the beginning of the month right so if you have all of your cards that you have and they're 
close to the limit, at the limit, or whatever, it appears as if you have um, liquidity issues and, you know, you're, you're using your credit uh, in excess. And right. that's not a good thing um, as far as the lenders are concerned. Love it. Thank you. I want to ask you um, about this, you know, those payday loans, yeah. you know, the loan shark, loan, the legal loan sharks. Right. Um, but give me, give me five words about payday. You know, what should people be aware of? And I would say me personally stay away. Cause they just, they, like I said, they seem like the old school loan sharks back in the day in the hood. Um, what is your take on those? Don't do it. Thank you. Thank you. Don't do it. You can't build financial wealth if you got them kind of loans. Now, I want to move over into, you know, creating financial wealth for our our future generation, for our kids and our grandkids and our great grandkids. Keep creating that financial wealth and that legacy um, that doesn't usually happen very often in particularly African-American communities or communities of color, because for one, I knew when I was growing up, no one ever talked to me about how to write a check, credit cards, paying my bills. This, this is stuff I had to learn once I went to college at 16. Um, but in our our community, money is generally, or finances and that kind of stuff is generally not talked about and shared like in the white community where they will share how to get the best of the best in that world with their kids. How do we plan or create um, financial legacy where we can start looking at, quote unquote, estate plans and things of that nature? And, and do we have to be wealthy to have or create an estate plan for our future generations and for ourselves? So you're 100 percent correct, um, which, again, I go back to my grandmother and I feel very fortunate and blessed to be able to grow up in a household. And she only had a ninth grade education, right? But she was, and she was a domestic worker, but she used to listen to your point, to the conversation at the dinner table for the folks that she worked for and she was serving, mm -hmm. right? So they would have a dinner party and now they, you know, they call them, uh, we call, we call cook chefs, but she was the cook and she was the cook and she was the server and she'd be, you know, doing her thing. And all her, the, the, the people that she worked for and their family would be at the table talking about finances, money, this, that. And that's where she got the knowledge to, to, to take it, you know, to do for herself what she did. And that's, and she, and she drilled that in my head. Right. Um, but, Normally, as you mentioned, in our community, which I feel is part of is my purpose, we do not talk about it. We it's kind of I, you know, I don't I don't really know why, but um, we don't. So you do not have to be wealthy to start uh, and implement uh, an estate plan. First of all, everyone is going to leave this earth, right? As by hook or by. So everyone needs a will and testament. And that is just a document stating what your wishes are when you are no longer here, right? Because if you don't do it, the state will do it, right? If you do have assets, a home, um, you know, uh, 
investments and things of that nature, it's obviously um, that more important that you indicate how, again, you want your assets distributed upon your, your death, right? Um, and um, you, you also need life insurance. I was trying to think of the, the order. Um, another thing is people think that um, they may not necessarily need life insurance or it's not in their budget and they can't afford it. But again, you do things, you crawl before you can walk, right? So you can get a term policy. A term policy is something that's going to be less expensive on you and your budget than, say, a whole life policy or any other type of insurance vehicles that they have out there. And what it is, it's kind of like renting versus owning, you know, renting an apartment versus owning a home. So you can get, you know, a $50,000 term policy for 10 years or 20 years or whatever your individual situation is. So that what that will do is ensure that there are funds to cover your burial and whatever it is re really when you sit down with an advisor, the way that you want to see how much insurance you need is whatever your responsibilities are, whatever your debt, you know, if you have a mortgage, if you have a car, if you have kids in college, um, whatever those responsibilities are, you want to make sure you have three to five times mm -hmm. of your salary to cover those expenses for your loved ones who would be is called a beneficiary mm -hmm. to be able to carry on after you're no longer here. Because what we see in our community is that doesn't happen. And you see GoFundMe's all over the place or this to even just pay for funeral expenses, yeah. let alone not having the replacement of income for when you're not here. Right. So these topics um, are very important and even though we don't like to talk about it, but it is something that we should be educated on early as a young adult and, and start to incorporate um, the budget or including that um, in, our, in our budget and our, in our overall financial plan. I like that. I, I like um, how you said that. And you shared some light that it needs to be three to five times the amount. Some, so many times people get that $10,000 policy um, you know, for whatever reason, you know, they just think they have insurance and they're like, oh, girl, all I need is some money for them to bury me, you know, and not realizing that, well, after you're buried, your bills that you have still have to be paid from your estate and, you know, your obligations, your debt comes from your estate. I want to ask you this, and I know you're not an attorney, but just since we're talking about this, what happens if a person doesn't have that estate plan or... They don't have, they didn't leave any money other than to bury themselves. What happens to all that stuff that they still may owe, like on their home or, you know, their obligations? Does a family have to take that responsibility and pay it off? Or does it become something that the burden of the quote unquote state picks up? Or it, I'm thinking it just doesn't disappear. Somebody's got to pay for it. Well, it depends on, on what it is. So if it's credit card debt, um, you know, things of that nature, uh, personal loans or whatever have you. So first of all, if you die without a will and it, your your estate is going to be handled by the state, 
right? So right. they're going to do an inventory of what, you know, in, in, in your bank accounts, if there's no beneficiaries and so on and so forth, or if it's a checking account, it's not a joint account with a child or a spouse, um, the state is going to take control of it. And then whatever assets you have in the bank will go to pay off your debt, right? Let's say you don't have any assets. So then the creditors are going to have to write that off, right? Mm -hmm. If you have a mortgage, however, that's, that's something different. And whoever's left behind is not able to... Um, continue the mortgage and make the payments, then the lender, the bank will take back control of the home. And then if your family is living there, they obviously will not have a place to live. Right. Right. So it's, it, it's not a, um, just a, you know, it, it's, it's, it's handled different for different types of, of debt, but if credit card debt, and, uh, random debt, you know, it will, they call it a charge off. The banks will charge it off. Um, but not real estate. Okay. With regards to um, a will versus a living trust as a vehicle for setting up your estate plan, um, is there one that you prefer over the other for very for different situations, or either one is will suffice? No, I mean they're different. They're you know one should definitely consult with an estate attorney. Um, and also do, you know, their research of what would work for their individual situation. Uh, but again, a will and testate, a will a testament, um, excuse me, is going to outline um, your wishes and bequeaths upon your death. A living will, there, you know, there's uh, different kinds of trust, right? Mm -hmm. And when you put your assets inside of a trust and assign a trustee who will be the one to uh, carry out what the trust says is basically like, you know, like a manager of your, of your life after you're not here, a trustee. Um, it, it, it has different benefits for different situations. Like, you know, a lot of times folks will establish a trust and put, um, and make their children trustees or beneficiaries of the trust, you can dictate how you want the assets um, controlled by them, whether you want, you know, every, you know, when your daughter is say 25, you want her to get a lump sum of money and then you don't want her to get a lump sum of money until she's 30 every five years. You can, you can make those very distinct um, rules, so to speak, inside of the trust. Um, it also, uh, in, when the assets are inside of a trust, it, it protects them from creditors, right? So a lot, we see a lot of the, the state attorneys that I work with, some of the discussions, um, that take place are, you know, if so-and-so leaves X amount of dollars or she in, in the trust, Right. Or or the or the directives are inside of the trust. But now the daughter, let's say, gets sued for whatever reason, her assets that she has inside of the trust trust from her parent or parents are protected. OK. From the 
Okay. So that's one distinct difference. Okay. I like that. I, I wish we had more time to get in to more details, but, and I know you're not an attorney, but I know you're a financial expert and I know you deal with very high, I hate to say word highfalutin, but that's all that comes in my mind. Um, but these very powerhouse people in the entertainment industry, um, and I know you're managing their stuff for them. And, and it's a good thing because so many times we hear about these people that end up broke Mm -hmm. You know, because of, uh, you know, their decisions or things that or they weren't protected or they got sued and, you know, the vehicle wasn't set up correctly. So so thank you for that. Last question I want to ask you, and this is for our entrepreneur folks like you and I. Why, girl, is it so important to one, have a good, great financial records and two, to have a great person that handles your financial records for your business and your business enterprises? Um. Well, <laughs> I can talk about that. But first and foremost, um, if you are an entrepreneur and you have an entity, right, whether it's a corporation or a limited liability company or whatever have you, you want to make sure that what is called uh, books and records, that they are um, accurate and pristine. Um a, you need them for tax purposes. B, you don't want to commingle your assets. So a lot of times with entrepreneurs, whether they're new or, or not, they because they haven't been kind of taught and they just think it's fine, they commingle um, the accounts or funds. So in other words, not that it's not okay to transfer money, say, from your business account to your personal account if you're paying yourself or you're doing a draw if you're LLC. But what you don't want to do is pay personal bills from your business account, right? That's a big no. You don't want to pay your vendors and folks without, again, proper books and records, which is an invoice, a detailed invoice with the service that's provided, date, amount, you know, built, all of that kind of stuff. And then a W-9 that goes along with the event of whoever you're, you're paying, right? Um, you also, as Star says in our, in our other community that when um, she uses this as a, as a talking point sometimes, that as an entrepreneur, uh, you need to know where you are and eat in order to know, get to where you want to go. Right. So in COVID, our firm was was blessed um, that we attracted. We received a lot of new clients during that time, because if you remember, the government was offering um, assistance. Right. And stuff. But what so so how how the business came to us is because people didn't realize that they needed books and records, they needed financial statements in order to, to apply for the money that was, was, was out there. Now, depending on the amount and the threshold, sometimes you had to upload the documents inside of the portal. But even if you didn't have to do that, at the very least, you had to know the information to fill out the application. Right. You needed to know what your revenue was, your gross revenue. You needed to know what your net revenue was. You needed to, if you had employees, you had to be familiar and have the numbers on your payroll. 
Um, so there are a lot of things that go into the business and financial component of having a company and being an entrepreneur. And what happens is even though we are focused in, in the sports and entertainment industry, what we do is not isolated to your restaurateur or to your, um, you know, to someone like yourself or whatever, because you, you have a company and you're, whether you're consulting or you're coaching or you, you're, whatever the business is that you have, you have to be able to have a clean, um, operations and, and, and financial, uh, state of your business. Right. Yeah. Um, also in terms of banking, right. When you have a banking account. So again, going back to the Coleman, you want to have a business banking account where you conduct all of the business transactions and then you have, you keep your personal, you know, separate and the, the business has to, there has to be accounting done for your business where everything that's how how the taxes are done people don't really realize unless you're in the accounting space they just go to an accountant or hr block or whatever and and think it's kind of magic of how their taxes are done but if you're a business owner you have to have books and records you have to have accounting records in order to get to the end result which is to file your tax returns and Filing your tax returns um, is, is a requirement, first of all. <laughs> and second of all, it's going to help you acquire lending um, if you need, you know, cash flow or whatever from, you know, your bank or, or some sort of lender. Um, so that's kind of a broad answer um, of, of why it's it's important to um, entrepreneurs to to make sure they have a full understanding um, of how their business is running and their financial records and and even if you that's not your thing if you're a creative because also that's why people hire us I mean again we're in a in a space but but we. Um, you know, we have some clients that are not in sports and entertainment, right? But the bottom line is you need to engage um, a firm or an accountant or someone that can do the work, but it's also important that you educate yourself or you have someone that's kind of also teaching you or explaining to you um, what they're doing, why they're doing it, and how it's all relevant to your business, I love that. I love that. All right. That's all the time we have, you guys, with the fabulous queen of wealth management, Michelle Richburg. Thank you, Michelle. If someone wants to reach out to you, uh, how do they do that? If they want to, you know, set up a consultation appointment with you, how do they do that? Um, they can go to our website, which is www.richburgenterprisesllc.com. And there's a section there where they can, um, you know, fill, you know, say contact me and it will, it will come to our email. Um, my Instagram is at the Michelle Richburg, where um, the majority of my content is on, 
you know, financial information and, and tips and experiences. Um, so I, you can, you know, always send me a DM. Um, and I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, my LinkedIn is Michelle Amos Richburg, which is my, uh, my full name. So, um, you know, I'm kind of, you know, every, yes, yes. But I really appreciate the opportunity to come in and chit chat with you in your um, space here. It's, you know, it's wonderful. And I love the brand and, uh, you know, we're, we're aligned. Thank you, Michelle. It's a one, it's, thank you for saying yes, for one. I knew you would bring it and you gave a lot of information um, for anybody listening, watching us. It's a lot of information that they can take nuggets of gold, as I say, and really begin learning how to manage their money better. And I don't care whether you, you know, starting off in business or whatever, you're in bent kind of season or you very seasoned. There was nuggets and gold in all of that, because I think sometimes as a very seasoned business owner, that may be not be an asset we want to look at, you know, find some people are really into finances as business. And some people are like you handle my money, you handle the money. I handle this over here. And they sometimes don't want to look at it. But I think basically what you said is everybody, no matter where you are, should be taking a look at their finances and creating a financial plan, whether business, personal or both business and personal, so that you know where you are and you have a plan or you can create a blueprint to get to where you want to be. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the wealth of information, my queen sister. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and hanging out with us and get capturing these nuggets of gold. Um, please check out Blissful Living for you at Blissful Living, the number four, the letter you.com. You'll find more goodies in there um, on how you can improve your wellness, wisdom, and well. And uh, also All Day Cable Incorporated, if you have a need for telecommunications installation, network distribution, whatever it is to make sure that you make the right connections with your customers. When you pick up the phone, or I'm sorry, I'm dating myself because we don't do that anymore, right, girl? Ooh, date myself. Well, when you hook into that computer and you're trying to do a Zoom or something, you want to make sure that connection is right um, and that you have access to the World Wide Web Internet. Um, you definitely want to check out All Day Cable Inc. at alldaycableinc.com. And I think at this point in time, I'm going to wish you wellness to your mind, wisdom to your wealth wisdom with wellness to your wellness to your body wisdom to your mind and wealth to your life because all three of those are phenomenal to have and when you have people like michelle richberg myself and other fabulous people that are bringing you information to make sure those pillars are solid then as uh my one of my favorite djs say then you can go all the way up and I'm that and um, until next time i'm wishing you peace to your mind wellness to your body tranquility to your spirit have a beautiful day everybody i am rochelle marie lawson the queen of feeling fabulous and until next time goodbye for now make sure you share the show and subscribe okay goodbye thank you everybody. thank you for joining rochelle marie lawson on blissful living to contact Rochelle Marie and to find out more about Blissful Living, click on Blissful Living for You link right here on the Blissful Living Network. Catch all the Blissful Living episodes on demand and available for download 24-7 on BlissfulLivingForYou.com. Until next week, may your life be filled with peace, wellness, abundance, and prosperity.